This Wicked Way Comes is a work of fiction that includes adult themes, language, and subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to all you beautiful people out there in the radio wasteland. It's me, just like Mama used to make, DJ Cash File. This week's episode is brought to you all by the newly reopened Rube Dugan's Diving Bell down by ways of Silver Dollar City. Ever wanted to see the bottom of a lake without wearing cement shoes? This is what we call entertainment now. Cost of admission is a working carburetor for a Fox Body Mustang. So get you on down to Rube Dugan's Diving Bell and see what my daddy saw with his dying breath. This week is all secrets, seances, and the heat death of the sun on This Wicked Way Comes, starring our all-seeing hands of fate, Maris and Warble of the Wasteland. tradition of Sondheim's gun, um, let's start with, remember we were talking about it's Chekhov's gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but I was joking that it's Sondheim's gun. Right. So, um, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess the best way to start would be to say, wise men say only fools rush in. And the doors have just slammed closed behind Warble. So who do you who would you like to start with, Maris or Warble? Warble. All right. Warble finds herself standing directly inside of Big Elvis's last chance at the good life. He's walking away from her across the room uh, as intent mm-hmm. as like, come on, follow me, follow me this way. And when you turn, the doors are still open mm-hmm. and you can see everyone outside, but they've kind of slowed down and they're they're moving towards you. And you can see that they have distressed looks on their faces, but they're not moving they're, they're moving almost imperceptibly towards you. Okay, right. So I get to, basically, Warble gets to decide what happens next. Like, nothing's happened yet. She can yeah. She can make a decision so on how to, how to move forward. I have, oh no, I have a description of this location, but it's not sitting in front of me. <laughs> it's just a little further down my page. <laughs> <laughs> you're standing directly inside the door, and you're just looking out into the busted up old church. If you remember from before, when you saw it pulling up, it was like an old church that the steeple had been knocked off of, mm-hmm. and it had this big neon sign on it. So as you're standing in the doorway, what you see is uh, crushed purple velvet floors throughout the whole thing. It actually crinkles mm-hmm. under your boots a little bit, and there are these violently white pews set up. They're shiny and lacquered and look very pristine. Mm-hmm. And Elvis is walking away from you down the aisle towards the pulpit. Everything has gold trim. Along the walls are portraits of beautiful girls with bouffant hairdos um, and smiles meant to be modest, but are actually kind of uneasy. Each portrait is black and white with peach pink lips. You notice these because Big Elvis, instead of continuing to the pulpit, cuts through one of the aisles and heads over and kind of scans the wall real quick and then kisses the tip of his fingers and places it to one of the the lips on the girls. Mm The way you're taking things in, everything feels like it's moving, like it's between two places. Even solemn objects feel like they're moving. So the place has this vibration about it that you can't quite put your finger on. So Big Elvis turns away from the photos and he turns back the way he came and sits down in one of the pews and he kind of puts his arm up over one and leans back to you and kind of gives you a, come over here. Mm -hmm. Um, So roll plus weird. 
13. 13. Holy shit. I am weird AF. You're, you're like drawn down the aisle. Um, and you sit down next to Elvis and mm-hmm. give him a look up and down. And he he's kind of staring off in the distance, but he's wearing dark sunglasses. So he looks like what you and I imagine late stage Elvis looks like, except huge, like a giant obese man. Like but, 600 pounds. Yeah. Okay. But wearing like the white jumpsuit mm-hmm. and looking all right. Like he's not overexerted or sweaty or red. He just looks like a giant man. Mm-hmm. So Big Elvis looks at you. He kind of like lolls his head over at you. What, what are you What are you doing? Well, I want to first read a situation. All right. So what do you, what do, you do? Tell um, me what you do. Well, I, I need to roll for that first. Well, I mean, a, you could tell right. me how you're reading the situation and then roll. Um, I'm, I'm assessing his demeanor. I'm assessing the mm-hmm. location. Okay. Looking for clues. As mm-hmm. to what I've got myself into. And I got a three. Wow. So Sitch is plus sharp, which is zero. So mm-hmm. I got a three. So on a miss, ask one anyway, but be prepared for the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, what should I be on the lookout for? You should be on the lookout for what's happening outside. You should be paying attention to what's happening outside. Mm-hmm. So since you got a weird when you came in, that activates one of Big Elvis's moves. Or the move for the building. So he turns to you and he says, oh, shit, can I do I do an Elvis voice? I think um, you try. Don't don't be cruel. <laughs> don't be cruel. How does how does it how does Elvis talk? Elvis something talk, like that. Elvis talk something like this. Something something. I don't know how to do Tennessee so much as big Elvis would. But he's big. So he's got to talk. Big. He's got to talk like a big guy. Like a big so man. Elvis says to you, Elvis says to you. Mm-hmm. Never get sloppy, kiddo. It gets you killed. Your sister knows that, and you need to know it too. It's the last thing I'd ever want for you to learn. This right here, and he puts a finger on your heart. Mm. Says it only stops once. What was your? You you rolled a three on um. It says on a miss. I ask a question, but I but be prepared for the worst. Okay, and you did. So. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that one. Um, can I also now read a person? Would that mm-hmm. be fair? Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be fine. Okay. It's the same. Same. It's a little different. Same situation. Mm-hmm. Roll plus sharp. I am not sharp. And five. Five. Another fail. Another fail. Okay. Uh, on a miss. Also, ask one anyway, but be prepared for the worst. I still get one question. Um, what does your character intend to do? He intends to show you where you've gone wrong. <laughs> so these answers are not. Direct enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm still not feeling Elvis's voice. Oh, never get sloppy, kiddo. Look at the way you ran in here. That doesn't seem like a smart move for a grown-ass lady like yourself. And he, uh, oh, you don't have, is your mohawk up or down? I think it's down because I don't think I got a chance to put it back up after going swimming. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's kind of like parted over the side of your face that's between you and him, and he takes it and he brushes it behind your ear uh, mm-hmm. very gently, and he has incredibly soft hands, noticeably so by just his fingertips brushing the side of your face. It feels like lightning fires through your skull. Yikes! And... You see the water draining out of Escalante Lake. It breathes less and less onto the beach in these waning waves that leave an oily residue on the beach. Each wave is burping black bile and dead fish and depositing the occasional fish head or crab carcasses, all the sea life littering the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, And everything is, as it kind of plants itself on the beach, the black oily stuff runs away from it and it bleaches a bright white. Um, it smells terrible. 
all of the dead things there also with chemicals and pollutants and it just the whole place becomes this pristine lake ringed with mountains and the city behind you into this dark and empty pit it smells foul enough that it conjures the image of cancer cells dividing in your nasal in my nasal like in your nose imagine cancer growing there as you're breathing this in like it's so toxic that cancer cells are multiplying as fast as they can down the beach there's a man squatting and eating something with a ferocity that you can feel from where you're standing. Imagine the pressure changing in the room or like a airplane pressure, mm-hmm. but like happening kind of like in pulses, like a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And as, as he's eating, he's eating with this kind of rhythm that's beating on you like a heartbeat. All the water drains, the lake floor is black and sludgy and everything is dark and gray and dead. Among this kind of mixture of mud and bile, you see that the bottom of the lake is actually made up of bodies that have been coated with this substance. Every time you think you recognize one, it kind of like shifts away and you can't really- Recognize a body? Yeah, like recognize a person's body. Mm -hmm. Your focus kind of shifts away in in a way that you can't like hold on to anything. But the one that you do recognize is your father. Mm. Oh, and you take one psychic harm. Do you, oh, you have one already? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember getting it, but I... Why don't you, like, scratch it in a little more just so we can... That first one? Well, I, I was thinking, like... like yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, like that, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fill well, it I in, didn't, fill yeah. it in. I, I didn't fill it in that much at first because I thought I would you know, need to erase it or something mm-hmm. later. Yeah, you will. Or we could just print a new sheet out. True. So there's no... Fair enough. I, I'm I'm committed to spend paper on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so, so... As you see this, you're drawn back to Big Alvis, and he's mm-hmm. his hand is not on your head anymore. Now it's still on your heart, where it was a moment again. Everything almost rewinds a little bit, and you hear him telling you again, Never get sloppy, kiddo. It'll get you killed. And as, as this is happening, your father is pulsing in, having given you kind of the same speech when you were a kid. All right, so in an attempt to take this advice and not be sloppy, um, Warble asks... Should I bring my friends in? Should they come in? All right. Let's see what we can do about that. Shifting back to Maris outside, when the door slam closed, everything slows down. You freeze for a moment that isn't like you. Something new has come over you and you stare at the door. And as you are staring out of the corner of your eye, your focus shifts to Kai, who's running in a frantic way that you don't recognize of his demeanor at the door. Um, And something deep down, something changes. It moves. And Kai looks back at you. And as your eyes meet, you know that he's sorry, but you don't understand and you can't remember. You don't understand how you couldn't remember because things come into focus. You didn't forget, but the memory was just gone. And you suddenly see how he abandoned you back in the town of Packard and left you for dead in Pug Benny's prison. And judging by the look on his face, he remembers too. Oh, okay. Uh, I need to write this down. And this is a memory that I now have, so we yeah. can explore that, uh, I guess, you, it's, later. It's like, um, it comes in sharp, but the edges are fuzzy still. You don't mm-hmm. know. I don't remember the circumstances of it, mm-hmm. really. Like, But you know Kai left, there, but... kept, left you in Warble behind at some point when you were in trouble. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's the secret he was keeping from you from two sessions ago when mm-hmm. you uh, when you rolled over with him. Mm-hmm. The only caveat to that is in your gut, it feels like he didn't remember either. Huh. Mm-hmm. Weird. We all forgot it. Okay. So did that whole weirdness maelstrom thing subside? 
Things are still moving slow, but you, uh, what do you, well, what do you do? Well, I'd like to read a sitch. Six plus sharp. Maris is pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. Plus two. That's so an eight. So eight. that's a mix. That's a mix. Um, with a mix, um, I'll ask the same question for Maris. What should she be on the lookout for? Maris should be on the lookout for the danger that's outside here with her instead of the danger that's inside with Warble. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking might be the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you and and Kai share this moment, imagine everything for a second speeds up and then slows down, kind of like a Mm -hmm. and you're standing still. Stuck still? No, just standing still. And everything kind of comes back to life. Fads and Bo-Rain are getting out of the car with Coward, who's kind of stumbled his way out. Kai is running towards the door and you're just suddenly standing still. Okay. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So live in the wild, it says when you take your bearings and like ask one. So is that a free question? Because then it says whenever acting on the answer requires a roll, take plus one. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, this is so, it's it's kind of a free action. The idea is that you only get to do it once per situation. Okay. So at your present situation, you can ask me one of those questions. Okay. And if I'd like to do it again in this situation, I have to roll. Is that the the N- deal? Well, no, you just kind of... I'll, I'll read the move out because this is one of your special moves. So it's called Alive in the World. Mm-hmm. When you take your bearings in a landscape or a settlement, ask one, where could I hide? If I had to take a stand here, where would be best? What does this place or these people have to offer me? How could I gain access to this place or these people's secret? How could I gain their undivided attention of all present? How could I best become accepted as part of this place or people? What or who is the source of the most pain here? Whenever acting on these answers requires a roll, take plus one forward. If you'd like to ask further questions, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, ask two more. On a seven to nine, ask one more. On a missed, Ask one more, but you stand musing, and if time is urgent, you stand musing too long. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to do that. Uh, My first question, my free question, if I had to take a stand here, where would be best? Probably from the porch. Okay. It's the most elevated position here, Mm -hmm. and it has uh, banisters that provide cover. The second best would probably be from under the hard car, but you'd have to backpedal. Mm -hmm. The thing is, the threat feels like based on how you'd be positioning yourself the threat would be coming from where you came from not where you're going mm-hmm. directionally yeah i need more information i guess to i'm not really in a position to ask some of these questions yet because i'm sort of assuming that at first i was assuming that uh there are people here you know related to the place mm-hmm. um but i'm not sure that's the case because i was gonna say I would want to know how to gain access to their to the place and these people's secret, but I don't know really if that's if that applies. Yeah. Well, as far as Maris can see, that door's still closed. Mm-hmm. But you're standing okay. stock still and slack dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna go with the one question though. Then I'm not gonna roll, but I get a plus one. Um, forward. Forward for if I need to take a stand, I guess. Mm-hmm. In that case. Maris draws her father's revolver and tries to enter the the chapel. Okay, so you want to like shoulder the door to get in. Mm-hmm. She's gonna go after after her sister so that everybody's together. Okay, are you going aggro or are you just no? You just no, just entering the the yeah. place, but but in a uh, cautious, yeah. prepared for anything kind of manner. Right. You so know. what do you do? Um, Describe to me how you're approaching the door. I go up the stairs 
and I, you know, I test the knot. There's no reason to think it's locked mm -hmm. exactly yet. I just like try the. It opens. Okay, so I burst in. Mm -hmm. Cool. <laughs> You're standing there, and you see the exact same thing Warble saw, except Warble and War Big Elvis are just sitting there they're quietly. In the pews now. Yeah, they're just up in the pews, quietly chatting. Or... Quietly chatting. This is as Warble is nearly finishing her sentence about letting people in, and Big Elvis looks back and says, <laughs> looks like, look, well, well, huh, shit, this is a hard voice to do. <laughs> well, it looks like they got here on their own. He turns and sees Maris standing there with her pistol, and he's like, no, nah, that, that, that won't be necessarily at all. Why don't you come sit down here with me? What does she do? Maris says, I think I'll be deciding exactly what's necessary. And she she waves the rest of the group in mm -hmm. to get inside. Should we leave the door open or closed? Big Elvis oh. says, well, why, why don't you close the door now for me? Gets a little okay. gets a little drafty in here. All right, done. Um, but you can also see that they're, the, the windows are all open, a little cracked, and there's like purple curtains on them, and they, <laughs> they kind of rustle in the breeze. Okay, because there's, the there's a bunch of us now, so we're all inside. So everybody um, kind of wanders in. Mm-hmm. Bo, Rain, and Fads take a seat a little bit back. Kai and Coward come up to the front and sit in the pew in front of Big Elvis and turn around the uh, back of the pew towards him. Where does Maris go? She doesn't sit down, but she stands next to the pew where Big Elvis and her sister are. Mm -hmm. um, so Big Elvis looks at her and does she still have her gun out? It's out. It's not like she's she's got it down by her side. She's not like holding it. And he says, now would be a good time to make my... That's not a good Elvis voice. Uh-huh, <laughs> baby, uh -huh. I'm all shook up, uh-huh. He says, well, I like, I like you. <laughs> You've got a little more, uh, what's the word? I want to say chutzpah, but... you got like, a little more Jewish. Elvis, Elvis isn't Jewish, no. right? You've got, you've got I mean, this could be a Jewish Elvis. He says, uh, I like you. You got you got a fire. You got a fire in you, girl. Um, but there, there ain't no need for that. I just I just needed a moment to talk to your sister here, being as how she entered my humble home with a, I want to say verisimilitude, but I don't think that's the right word. Uh, <laughs> we'll say with a moxie that mm, moxie. can be dangerous in, in these times. Yeah, Maris says, uh, fair enough, and, you know, kind of gives Warble a look like, He's right. <laughs> I imagine like, Warble would look up and with Maris and just pull out Bobby the Crab and whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe she does that. And Big Ellis sees the crab and he says, Well you says you ought to be careful with that thing now. That's a living thing. You may not see it, but it has a whole life, dreams, things you couldn't imagine going on inside. Warble uh, pulls out some water and gives the crab some water. He's, he's thirsty probably mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot the crab's name. Is it Bobby? Bobby. You want to say it's Bobby the crab? Yes. Yeah, I put him in, in my, um, my gear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Although, I guess he could be an admirer. Um, I don't think he's an admirer. <laughs> it would be fun if he, you know, acted to defend me or something. Um, okay, so we're all together now. Mm -hmm. I guess so Maris asks uh, Big Elvis... Oh, shoot. Maris failed, like, two. two. two oh, yeah, you got to take experience for those two. Yeah. Okay. So what is this place you got going on here, big guy? I mean, it's exactly what it says on the door. The last chance, the good life. The sign is a bit misleading, though, because it's my last chance at the good life. I can only offer a little bit of comfort in a barren world, but I can't offer much else. So this ain't necessarily a churchy kind of place, despite the... The looks, no followers or, or nothing. Nope. Gotcha. Most time I spend by my lonesome. Sometimes people like you come through. In that case, we've uh, 
we've come across, um, well, okay, what do I want to say exactly? Yeah, so you can say it in one long sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do offer a certain amount of respite for the lonesome traveler who may have no place to go at any given moment, but we kind of all don't have any place to go. Well, Even me, and I've got this. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got one in our party here who is in need of a place to be more than the rest, and she calls up Fads. He's the mm-hmm. yeah, he's the the skydiver. Um, yeah, I don't remember his voice. Got a new voice. He, he um, he's kind of like oh okay oh here I come. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't remember his voice at all. Did I write that down? Fuck. Well, he shuffles his way up kind of reluctantly, and he's like, I, so I need a place to stay until the morning, and then I can go. This man over here fell out of the goddamn sky, and we're just bringing him somewhere. We ha- we ain't got room for him in our party at the moment. Well, funny thing about him is, just like an angel, he's got kind eyes, so I wouldn't worry about him, though. That girl, though, and he points at Bo-Rain, mm-hmm. and he says to her, you got a devil in you, girl. Your road is going to be hard. Your daddy needs to pay for what he done. For what he done to your mama, the leader between, you're all he's got, and he's running mad since you're gone. The leader between, mm-hmm. he's running hot. So, and she, she's kind of like, uh, like she's <laughs> she's pretty well dumbfounded by this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just uh, slaps her hands down on the pew and just goes outside. And Fads is still like, I just need to stay the night. And Elvis kind of gives him a look up and down, and he's like, All are welcome. Y'all, y'all are welcome to stay as long as you need. Okay. Can we quick, uh, like, recap Bo's whole situation? Her dad is Horrigan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Horrigan is her dad, but also her mom. Bo's dad, mom. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Horrigan was born assigned female. And she she ran away because he wants to go back to Escalante Lake, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No, he wants to go back to Root Bay. Okay. She ran away because he can't seem to move forward. And she's tired of his shit. She was intending to leave Root Bay anyway, to go to Escalante Lake. And then when they all came there as refugees, it fucked up her plan. And now she's in your car. Right. And I think we just kind of exasperatedly, because uh, she reminded Maris of herself and, and Warble, I think, mm-hmm. like of the both of them, kind of just decided to take her along. Because she is a kitten. She was being pretty fucking stubborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was being a huge asshole. Maris, Maris and Warble don't have no kids. They don't know how to deal with fucking teenagers. They do not, <laughs> no. Um, and they even know of themselves that they were not exactly uh, mm-hmm. easy to deal with teenagers. All right. Um... So Elvis says, to, he turns to Maris, and he, or turns to Warble, and he's like, so what else can I help you with? You're here. Maybe I can give you a, a little bit of a chance at your good life. He says that to Warble? Mm-hmm. Okay. Warble's into it. She's she's curious. Maris is, is not. Mm-hmm. She's, I'm still in Maris's head, and she... I'm, I'm figuring, like, well, we did what we came here for, mm-hmm. you know? So, logistically, there's nothing really keeping us here at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Warble, you know, he did kind of, Big Elvis did kind of open up her, her brain in some some, some weird ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Warble, Warble asks, uh, really? How? What, what, you, what, what you got for me? So he gives her a look and he says, well... As you can see by my modest home, I don't have much you can take with you, but I have enough to maybe point you in the right direction. It's been a long time I've been out here, and maybe I don't want to say I know more than you, but maybe I've seen something you haven't that I can help you with. Um, yeah, at that, Warble, uh, Maris kind of brussels because of what happened back out on the, the patio. She she remembers seeing the, the thing with Kai. 
So yeah, so Warble crosses her legs, sits Indian style, and turns to Big Elvis and like opens her hands out to him and is like, "Great!" Ex- expecting some sort of you know like yogic psychic mm-hmm. thing to happen. He takes her hands in his you know in his paws in his in his giant giant meat hands, mm-hmm. and he says, "You're gonna have to help your sister forgive this man for what he done to her." A long time ago. That was something she didn't need to know anymore. Because it wasn't going to help either of them going forward. But now, this thing has been given back to them. And there ain't no way to take it away. To only try to heal it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, Warble had her eyes closed during that. But when she sta- he started talking about her sister and some man, she she opens one eye. Mm-hmm. Look around. Yeah, and, and Kai, uh, Kai is not... Kind of eye everybody up. Yeah. Like. Cow- Coward is staring intently at Big Elvis. He is just fascinated by this giant man. But Kai mm-hmm. is kind of like... Kind of almost turned his head away and is hiding behind his hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Warble sees, notices that. She's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's, she's putting together that something's... Yeah. But she doesn't... She was there, too, in Pug Benny's prison. Kai left them both. Yeah, yeah. But she but doesn't... She doesn't know it, that yeah. that's the thing yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Big Elvis reaches out and he puts a hand on Kai's shoulder because he just like leans forward and puts a hand on his shoulder. No man should have done what you've done, but that ain't going to help anybody now. And Fads, Fads is standing there and he's like, well, what about me? <laughs> totally uh, breaking like the, the, yeah. um, the, the mood, we'll say. And ev- everybody kind of looks at him and he was like, you wanted to know how I had, a, <laughs> had an airplane. Oh, uh, Warble ignores Fad. She she hops up. She kind of puts her her hand on Coward and like pushes him over towards Big Elvis and, and says like, "Why don't you have a go, Coward?" And then grabs Maris by the the hand and drags her to like a corner to to okay. have a chat. Okay. Um. And Coward starts to he kind of is nervous and kind of like shrugs his shoulders and he's sitting there with Big Elvis and Big Elvis says, "Go on with it, then. You know you want to." And Coward starts to tell him uh, in his even worse uh, Southern accent that I'm doing tells Big Elvis a story about his wife. Mm. Big Elvis listens very intently and takes takes it all in over him and he says, "Well, she sounds like a delight." <laughs> what is uh, Warble and Maris talking about? I don't know. Can we take a take a pause mm-hmm. for a minute? So yeah, I've got this long cast of characters. So everyone, I'm giving everyone a custom move. Mm, so okay. when it activates, right? Because I activated, we activated Big Elvis's move, and did we activate Kai had a move? I feel like we activated his move. He was the one when he sang you a song. You came. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, cool. he also he has another move. So I'm not sure how to like approach this because mm-hmm. it. I feel like it would be. Like some of them, you need to, would be good for you to know. So I don't really know how to do it, but I figured I could always just work it in. Like, yeah, it's kind of more just to like shape the fiction than do anything else. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of I feel like it's almost kind of a way to just have like ideas for story threads or directions things could go. There is one particular move that I think is a good idea for you to know, and that is uh, Coward's move. Mm. His move is called Fond Forgetting, uh, and whenever you listen to a story about Coward's wife. Uh, you heal for one psychic harm. Oh, so did I just heal? Because I heard it? No. Oh. <laughs> you actually, I walked away. You didn't hear it because you guys, we to this away. point, have been ignoring him. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll say that you, you don't quite you don't quite know that he has this move, but mm-hmm. um, he's been so persistent with the stories about his wife that you're starting to feel that it's relevant uh-huh. in, in some way. <laughs> It's just so easy to ignore him. I've been encouraged to, I feel like. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to look at all the sister moves so I can... All right. Um... Return to sender. <laughs> Address unknown. 
Okay. No are... such number. No such zone. Okay. Well, now I just have to think about about what you want to say to each other. Yeah. Did I stump? Did I stump you? Do well, you, do yeah. You to to, like... ha- to have a conversation with myself is something that I haven't really right. had to do yet right. in an mm-hmm. intense kind of way. Um, well, let's just say you drag her over to a corner. Uh, you find kind of a back corner near the door. I feel like you guys would be kind of used to making your way to a door or knowing to kind of stay near a door at any Mm -hmm. given moment. You're standing in the corner, the velvet is crinkling underneath your feet and it's kind of sending shivers up your spine. But even odder, it almost feels like, and you don't see it, but it feels like those photos are watching you. Mm. Like there's no visual cue, but there's some fucking weird feeling about this It feels creepy in here. Yeah. Well, we're not intending to stay that long, but I, I have a feeling that if there is something truly creepy going on, we will we will learn of it. Okay, so so Warble, she doesn't even actually have to say it. She just like looks at her, looks at Kai, looks at her. Mm-hmm. So you remember when we helped Kai out that last time in Packard and ended up in Pug Benny's prison? And Warble's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Well, we did. Um, that was a thing that happened, and I kind of just remembered it outside. It was some kind of weird like magic shit happening or I don't even know but I saw it and I saw Kai made his way out of the prison and he walked right by us and and I looked at him and he looked at me and he just walked he just walked out of there and we never saw him again until just now did he have the scar on his face then no well I feel like Um, Warble would probably be like that's crazy why yeah, why like, would you why how would we forget that? Yeah. You're like, so... like and also she's like, You just fucked that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she like she trusts Maris about this, but she's like, I do not remember any of this. Like at all. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is Packard? Who is Pug Benny? We were in prison? What is any of this? And Maris Maris has like a vague idea of the location being far west of here but but she you know the the amount of information she got from like the psychic maelstrom is very limited she Mm -hmm. she just knows she just felt she just knows what she saw and she knows that she felt incredibly betrayed by kai at that point Mm -hmm. yeah and in her mind she can see that it was dark the bars were greasy Mm -hmm. you were kind of stripped down to not that much clothing we'll say it was muddy down there okay it, you know it was like underground in some kind of old building made out of stone with steel bars and it was cold mm-hmm. and and there was nobody you know like kai had the opportunity to to take us out there were no guards on board he was he was out there by himself and he could have brought us with with him was he wherever like, he was going was he like, like also like muddy and disgusting or was he wearing his clothes he was wearing his clothes yeah. And also, I have no idea where Coward was at this point either. He wasn't with Kai, mm. but he must have been somewhere. somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of all you can see. Mm-hmm. Just that you were cold and hurt and then Kai walked by looking fine mm-hmm. and he just walked right by you. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, what does Warble say to that? Uh, <laughs> Besides kind of like a duh fuck. <laughs> like, does she, she believes you. Right? Yes, yeah, she believes it completely, but she has she's just kind of dumbfounded because she she just still cannot remember it. Mm-hmm. Like she's 
Now is Warble the type who would like be standing there like racking her brain or would she just kind of want to wait for it to come to her? Like would she believe Maris and wait for the memory to come or would she believe Maris and like scrunch up her brow and like, where is it? Where is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like she's scrunching, yeah, she's scrunching up her brain like trying to get like even just like a piece of this memory. But like I said, like she doesn't even, she's never heard of Packard or Pug Bunny, Pug Benny. Mm She's just like, she does not remember being in in a prison. She does not remember this last time that they saw Kai. Like, her mm. last memory of Kai is... Predates that. Predates this. Yeah, and you know you've been captured before. Mm-hmm. You've been not imprisoned, but you, this is not the first time you've been in. But yeah, this but was together. This and, was definitely one of the worst. Yeah, and what she's describing, like, they're together in this situation, and she doesn't remember a situation where, like, even Kai was around for, mm-hmm. for some sort. Of. Mm-hmm. She's what like, was this? Yeah. yeah, she's just uh, yeah, she's just baffled that she has has zero anything to grab onto to be like, oh, maybe it was related to this thing that we did with Kai, but she has no memory of mm-hmm. anything going south anywhere with. Now you can open your mind. Mm-hmm. That is a move you have. You can do it whenever you want, but it could go real bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say um, it could go real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let me think. Do I? Does Warble want to do that? Because she she basically like she trusts Maris that it's that it's real. She's also kind of taken quite a bit of psychic harm, <laughs> so she is a little she, ha- she she's has. a little frizzled already. Okay, so what do Maris and Warble want to do about this? Because right now their main goal after ditching Fads here is to continue to is to help Kai on his. Uh, his mission, which I have vague recollections of, of what it entails specifically. <laughs> kill everyone in Algarvia's camp. Right. Or kill Algarvia. Or eliminate her, her thing. operation. Yeah. But we're doing that basically exclusively to help Kai. Mm-hmm. And... Well, and to get rich. Mostly. We, we were, yeah. yeah. Well, also, Boss we're, kind of threatened to have him killed. Yeah. In yeah. not so many words. Yes, but now, now with this information, it's mm-hmm. like, should we be loyal to Kai at all if mm-hmm. he... Well, it does feel like, you know, deep down you would know that if Kai fails and ends up back in Escalante Lake, Boss is probably going to have him killed. Or even mm-hmm. if he fails and doesn't get back, Boss is probably going to have him killed. So mm-hmm. she's going to get her money back some way. And I feel like Warble, knowing that, would be more upset that by association, Coward would be killed as well. <laughs> or suffer Kai's consequences equally. Or be used as a bargaining chip against Kai. Yeah. There's a lot of ways this could go real bad for them. Yeah. You know, Warble isn't holding on to this memory, so she isn't, she's not feeling the betrayal the way that Maris is. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's, she's a little bit more inclined to continue on the thing, but she, she will defer to, to Maris. I mean, Maris probably also really wants to use that rocket launcher. Oh, I forgot about the rocket launcher. Yeah. She does want to use that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she's getting a real, a wide on. A wide on? Yeah. Uh, Liz started, Liz was calling it a, the, like the female version of a hard on is a wide on uh-huh. because how your like shit gets wider for okay. dicks, for, for, for the dicks. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess. I feel like it just gets slippier. Slip, Slippery on? Slip- or so like a wet on, wet on, a slick yeah. on, slick on. You Clean like a on. slit on? I like a. You like a well, s- slick, slick on? Slick. I don't like the word slit for. No slit. That was a. I misspoke. Yeah, I don't like that word for a, for vaginas. A wet on. Yeah. A wet one. Okay. Um. Ba, 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 ba. <sighs> All right, so 
So um, they've had their little powwow, and they both look back at Kai, and Maris looks at him, and she says, we'll talk about this in the car. Mm-hmm. So she uh, she opens the door mm-hmm. and intends to go to the car. Right. <laughs> and as she but... opens the door, <laughs> as she opens the door, uh, a man. Do the doors open out or in? Out, right? We'll say out. I I felt like they no. The doors from outside they open in because mm-hmm. Big Elvis slammed it closed, so it would have opened in for him to slam it. Mm-hmm. Well, the doors slammed closed. We don't we don't know how. Oh yeah, could have been. Technically, for fire safety, they should open out. So, <laughs> so they definitely open in. <laughs> um, well, let, let's. So as Maris goes to open the door, uh, they slam open, and mm-hmm. there is a kind of scraggly-looking dude standing there, holding like with an armful of stuff, and he's he's like, "Hey, man, I got uh, I got almost everything, but I had to make a few substitutions." Interesting. Okay. Um... And Big Elvis says. Well, that's all right now. Why don't Why don't y'all come down in here and tell me what you got? So this man just walks right past you, and he kind of he kind of looks up. Uh, hello, hello, like, and he just <laughs> walks past with a uh, like his arms full of stuff, and he's like, "Well, I got uh, Twinkies and pickles, and uh, I got a couple of uh, what else did I get? I got a couple of these tomatoes here, P- but they yeah. were I almost they were a tough one, shit, dude. But uh, yeah, what let's, is uh, what is it that Elvis say? Peanut butter and banana yeah. sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he comes in. He's like seeing the other people. Ah, hello, hello, hello. And he, he like So he's t- not phased by like the seven people who are here. No, not <laughs> even in the least. Not even a little bit. And so this uh this man comes through. What do you do? Or what do we do? Warble. Uh what is uh, Twinkies? Warble is very interested in the Twinkies. So she like holds up a finger to Maris and and follows this man mm-hmm. up the aisle. Mm-hmm. Hoping hoping she can finagle a, a tasty treat. All right. So, um, um, this man, and she, you know, she gets by him and she's like, so who are you? He just said, he's like, hello. And he sits down next to big Elvis and kind of like dumps everything. Coward has moved away and he like dumps everyone thing in the seat between them. And Elvis kind of, kind of like pokes at it. And the man, t- uh, turn, he like reaches out his hand to, um, who, who do you think's closest? Kai? Coward. Kai. Or he, no, coward, because they were, they were having to, their, their to, little... To his hand to coward, he says, Doggy Daddy, nice to meet you. Ah. <laughs> and, uh, coward takes it kind of questioningly and uh, shakes it. What, what do you do? I write down Doggy Daddy, the Twinkie purveyor, to remember that for later. So, um, and he and he repeats this again to Kai, like, Doggy Daddy. And then he, like, where where are you guys now? Are you coming to sit down? Are you just... I'm... Bo Rain's kind of, like, peeking in, having seen this man just kind of, like, come in. Yeah. He, Maris presumably, is, he Maris is right. still standing right by the door. Um, but but Warble followed, like, right behind him the whole mm-hmm. way up. So, so, yeah. So Big Elvis, he, he leans back and looks over at Maris. And he's like, this ain't a bad thing we got here. But look me in the eye, girl. And tell me, is this where your daddy thought you'd be by now? Maris scoffs and comes back up the up the aisle with everybody. I think probably uh, Bo comes back inside also mm-hmm. with the the uh, the new mm-hmm. with all the snacks. Mm-hmm. It's hard hard to stay a yeah. a surly teenager outside yeah. on the porch yeah. when there are. So she sits down in the pew behind them, and Doggy Daddy leans over and Doggy Daddy sticks mm. his hand out, and she she also shakes it, kind of like, "What the fuck is with this guy?" Mm-hmm. Um, Warble introduces herself to Doggy Daddy, Warble, and sits down on his lap. Awesome. He's a a little bit older. He's rough around the edges. He's got long hair and like a bandana around his head. He's wearing uh, like a denim cutoff 
with nothing underneath except like a big beaded necklace. A couple of big beaded necklaces. Cut off shorts, also denim. Mm -hmm. And uh, like some flip flops. Flip flops. Oof. Yeah. And Bo Rain's like, well, <laughs> she, she's, she's actually kind of just dumbfounded. Mm hmm. And Big Elvis says, like, help yourself to whatever you want. And she, she like, immediately leans over and, like, grabs a jar of pickles. I think everybody immediately grabs something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Elvis and, says... And uh, War Warble stuffs a, stuffs a Twinkie in her mouth, and he's like, a good life, huh? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Doggy Daddy here is a bit of a miracle worker. He can find you almost anything you want. Go on, ask him. He might even already have it. Uh, okay. So... Warwell swallows her Twinkie. Gulp. <laughs> and she's, she, she asks him, I ain't never had this before, but you ever heard of Nutella? And Doggy Daddy's like, is that like, is that like Marmite? I don't know. I haven't had it. <laughs> well, then where would you have heard of it? Somebody just said it was delicious. All right. All right. Well, uh, let, let me, let me run through the old hard drive here. They said uh, it was like peanut butter, but better. Um, roll plus hot. Seven plus probably two. Eight, nine. That's yeah, warble. It's too hot. Eight, nine. Oh, so. is it ten a success? No, seven to nine is a success. Mm -hmm. Okay, not a great. It's a mixed success. But he says, "All right, let me think about it, and then I think I, I think I could get it in a couple days, man. Let me, let me see what I can find." Warble's eyes gleam, mm -hmm. and she like kind of looks back at Maris, like oh, a couple days. Um, Mar why don't we roll know. hex for Doggy Daddy here? Mm -hmm. I want, uh, for Doggy Daddy, I want to say, I want you to roll plus cool. Four. Plus, oh, plus three. Woo! Seven. I am so cool. All right, so you're, you can take a plus or minus two hex with him, and you answer, have I met this person? Do I remember them or have forgotten them? Is meeting this person deja vu? Does this person conjure a previous encounter of someone like them? And do I have any leverage here? Um, I think I remember, I remember a person like this, this guy. Like I don't remember him specifically, but I know I know guys who who can who can get mm -hmm. things. Cool. All right. Um, <laughs> I was like uh, Kitty Mama, but that's <laughs> cute. <laughs> that, that's dumb. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So that's that's for Warble. All right. Do we do it for Maris too? She's got well. a history. Cool for her too. Mm -hmm. Uh no. Let's have a uh, yeah. Fuck it. Cool. Ten. Hmm. On a ten, choose plus or minus three hex with that NPC and describe the complications or your first impression honor of that person. Um, so like quickly, like so why just, would I want like negative history with a person? What would be the benefit of that? I'm just is that like if it theoretically. Goes, like, I mean, history rolls over negatively as well. So uh -huh. if you think you can, I don't know, there's a way to decrease uh, history with people, but I, it's not coming to my brain right now. Mm -hmm. But if you go to negative four, you also roll over for experience. Uh, I'll just I'll just do plus three history with him. And uh, Maris definitely respects a person who can get things. Her impression of his, him is complicated only in as much as she wasn't really intending to spend much time here. And mm -hmm. now she feels like maybe that's beneficial for mm -hmm. for everyone like a man who can get anything she doesn't have a thing in mind just yet but she's not going to be asking for nutella mm -hmm. but uh, but she can she can grudgingly um acknowledge that staying here a couple days might be might be worth her while so as she's doing this Bo rain kind of leans in and she's like can you get me a motorcycle so i can get the fuck out of here <laughs> and 
he's like, ah, that's a really big ask for very little in return. I mean, you're not even 18 yet, right? So, God, so come on, kid. Like Driver's licenses yeah. after in the apocalypse. Yeah, like, I don't know what I can do for you. And uh, Big Elvis leans back and he hands her a small box. Hmm. And he says to her, uh, tell you what, open this when you need to. You'll know when it is. You'll know what it is. But y'all are wearing me out. <laughs> so take whatever you want from here. Whatever will make your life good. And one of y'all get on. And Doggy Daddy's like, tomorrow, he's like, well, you got a, you got like a forwarding address or something I can find yet? I mean, maybe you could check back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What about you? You need anything? To Maris. Right, right, right. Um, Maris shrugs and she says... You know where El Agua Sol is camped out? I mean, you know that already. No, to him. Like, does he know? Oh. Like, uh, could he? Mare shakes her head. She says, never mind, never mind. We'll, uh, we'll probably be back this way in a couple days, so. Cool. Cool. Fine by me. Do you want... I mean, this... I don't want to be, uh, forward or nothing, but I kind of get off on this shit, so. <laughs> and he turns to her and he's like, little girl, I'll see what I can do for you, but... Don't mm-hmm. hold your breath and Maris asks if he if he thinks he can find some sunglasses. Okay. She's seen some people wearing those and she thinks they look kinda cool and are also kinda useful. He definitely gives her like the double finger guns and he's like, mm-hmm. I got you, I got you. Um also Big Elvis is probably wearing sunglasses. <laughs> um roll plus hot. Seven minus two. Um five. Fail. That's a fail. That's a fail. So mark experience, Uh-oh. and we'll get to we'll get to deal with that at the end. Now that you've filled your experience, and let's see. And he says, <laughs> "How to play this through?" <laughs> so I guess when you asked, he uh, he gave you the double finger guns, but then he scrunches up his face and he's like, "Why would you want that? That's te- <laughs> that's terrible. I would never get you one of those. That's disgusting. Who the fuck are you?" Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she she like mimes sunglasses and points to Elvis, thinking that he like misunderstood. He definitely misunderstood, but <laughs> he's uh he's taking a hard line here, so he's like, don't fucking Jesus fucking Christ, man. But um, All right. do you want well. to? Uh, <laughs> is there anything you can do? You think you might be able to do to get yourself out of this mess? Because he is a. Uh, <laughs> He is hurt. He is deeply hurt by your request. <laughs> um, what kind of... Can she turn it over to Warble? Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's fair as far as gameplay goes, but... Well, Elvis turns to him. He's like, calm, calm down, man. Calm down. It's it's all right. He looks over at Maris and he's like, tell you what. I heard what you said. He's... Doggy Daddy's getting on. But tell you what. And here now, everything kind of pauses again the world kind of goes dark around you it's like everyone else is there but the only people who are there are you and big elvis do you know what i mean maris and him yeah okay. he looks at her and he kind of puts his hands on his shoulder her shoulders and he's like you got a lot of love in you and you need to keep that there's a lot of bad things out in this world and i know you've seen some of them but you're never gonna get to where i am if you don't keep your cool remember that it's all about being cool now think on this Do you remember when the world ended? I don't think you do. I think that that memory of yours isn't as true as you believe. I meet some people who remember it. They remember it like it happened yesterday. I meet other people who say it happened hundreds of years ago. And they can't even fathom the terrible things that happened in that time. Which one would you pick? What would it change for anyone but you? I think you know the answer. And I think you've seen it around in fits and starts. It's still happening all around us. Know that. All you got to do is ask. 
And like that, everything's back exactly it was a second ago. <laughs> and she's like... And Doggy Daddy's asking you, is there anything you want? Also, take two psychic harm. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a headache. Like a yeah. really bad headache. All right. And cramps. <laughs> <laughs> Maris pinches her nose and says, uh... Sun- sunglasses and uh, warbles uh through through like she, her her eyes are like tearing and through them she can see warble like making fists being like nutella <laughs> all right and she's like don't don't put yourself out for them though and doggy daddy's like well man i think just so happens that i have exactly what you're looking for and out of his pocket he pulls a pair of aviator sunglasses i'll give them to you for a kiss and not like some kind of pansy-ass bullshit kiss. I'm talking like mouth. Mm-hmm. I got to feel that you mean it. Maris raises her eyebrows. She's about to go forward and, and go for it. But Warble, who's still sitting on his lap, I think, just grabs him around the, the neck and lays lays a big one on him. Mm-hmm. And there, it's a like a 30-second make-out sesh. And he, he looks at her and he's like, well, that's all well and good, but I asked you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mar- Maris, Maris is Marisol. She comes over. She and- uh, she waves Warble off and asks him to to come over. Mm-hmm. And she gives him a maybe not quite as enthusiastic as Warble, mm-hmm. but we'll say that a convincing. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that she sat down and hesitated, and he gave her a kiss. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of like we'll say she like sat down and kind of like hesitated, but also kind of like nodded. He mm-hmm. then he gave her a kiss. So. uh... Doggy Daddy's special move is that, so before Maris waves Warble off, Doggy Daddy, after Warble kisses him, leans into her ear and he says, don't go anywhere near Primrose. Trust me on this one. He says that to Warble? Mm Mm-hmm. I need to write that down. Have I heard of Primrose? It's come up a few times. Shit. I don't think I wrote it down in any of my notes. I don't think you did either. <laughs> I'm like, I, it sounds familiar, but I'm also like, shit, I don't think I ever made a note of it. So right as that happens, Warble is waved off by Maris and she sits down and they kiss. And then he hands her the glasses and he says, I'll get you one later. Get you one? Mm-hmm. And so um, Big Elvis kind of leans over and he's like, he says to you both, a little donation would do you well, but I don't think we'll hold it against you if you can't. Elvis's doors are always open to all sorts, all souls, and all sizes of shoes. All right. Um, Maris is happy to... Uh, oh, I forgot that Like, there's a bunch of other people here, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Kai and Coward don't ask for anything in specific, but New, who's been like hanging near the back the whole time, she's mm-hmm. just like, boxing gloves? And why don't we make her roll for it? That's a and success. She, fuck, she fucking yeah. nails. She's also got... What's her cool? She also has a cool... Oh, she has whole stats and stuff, too? She does, yeah. What was I making you roll? Hot? Yeah, hot. Yeah, so she gets this. She she hits hard. He gets up and he heads up the aisle towards the pulpit and kind of goes around the back of it. And he comes back with a pair of, they're not nice, but a fucking busted up pair of boxing gloves. And she's like, you know, she looks at him and she's there. She's a little disappointed because like her other gloves are way nicer, mm-hmm. but she got exactly what she asked for. So mm-hmm. she's like, well, that's a fucking talent. Mm-hmm. She kind of looks him up and down. And she's like, are you always out here? Because fuck, I go where people need me. Nah, fuck it. I'm kidding. Yeah, we're always here. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I've been here a while. Mm-hmm. Elvis is harder to pin down. Um, which is kind of okay. weird considering his size and stature. Well, Maris uh, goes up to, to Big Elvis and she's like, we appreciate it and we'll we'll probably be back. And she hands over her bag of salt, which is worth one barter. Cool. She figures can uh, zest up mm-hmm. all, these, all these treats here. Mm-hmm. He takes it and he says, oh, thank you. <laughs> that's it thank you very much <laughs> and he kind of like he opens up his 
jumpsuit and he's got like a big hairy chest and big great big boobs mm-hmm. and he you see in there it's kind of loose over him and you see he's got a pistol in a holster in his armpit mm-hmm. and he reaches towards it but also on that holster is a knife and he takes out a knife and picks up a tomato and he cuts it in half around the middle and you know takes it in two halves and takes puts his fingers in the bag and sprinkles salt mm-hmm. all over both halves mm-hmm. and he eats one and hands the other to Maris oof she raises it offers like a cheers yeah, and they, with the tomatoes they tink them together like they clink them Ooh. together. And, uh, uh, Maris, Maris likes this uh, this guy. She 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 likes Big Elvis. Yeah, she's so he he eats the tomato and dribbles some of it into his chest hair. He kind of adjusts his glasses and gives his hair a slick, and then mm-hmm. he walks out the end of the pew towards the photos, and he does the same thing again. He kisses the tip of his finger and he puts it on one of the girl's lips. Not the same girl, a different mm. one. And uh, then he makes his way into that same area behind the pulpit that Doggy Daddy went into and he's gone. I'm gonna cross out my bag of salt and sunglasses. Which is great because they now further obscure the eye patch sitch mm-hmm. for Maris. So now she basically looks like she's got two two eyes. Mm-hmm. So. Except there's like a... Well, yeah, yeah. but, you know. But cool. You gotta be, yeah. Yeah, cool as hell. Cool as hell. Now she looks fucking cool. Looks dope. Cool. Does she get extra cool points? Nope. She should. (laughs) Um... Uh, Great. So Big Elvis has left. Doggy Daddy's kind of like just kind of. Big Elvis has left the building. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Big Elvis has left the building. Except he hasn't. He's just in the back. No, but he's he says that from the other room. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. He, he doesn't announce himself. Maybe Doggy Daddy does. Maybe that's what. Yeah. Doggy Daddy as he he's as Elvis like disappears. He's like he's like Big Elvis has left the room. <laughs> building. Shit. Ah, I always <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> all right, so you all are kind of like chatting a little bit and continuing to eat snacks that have been left out for you. Ooh. And uh, you notice it's starting to get kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he did kind of ask us to leave. So um, we got headlights on that shit. Yeah, there's actually like a whole light bar on it. So you'll be all fine. Right. So you all go out onto the front porch and you're making your way back towards the car and uh, the lights above you are kind of still flashing and like draping light all over the kind of front area of the church, mm-hmm. you can hear a car coming, mm-hmm. like a and it's getting a little louder. And then the lights behind you just and go out. I don't know why they made that noise. They, just make, <laughs> they make like a and like the whole place just goes dark. Mm-hmm. And you can see off in the distance, there's a buggy headed across the horizon. It's got lights on the front of it and. What happens is as the lights behind you go out, you see this car kind of like slow for a minute, but then it just keeps on going. All right. All right. So the group of you saddle up. Yeah. What's yeah. Fad's doing? Is he staying or are you taking him? No, he's staying. He's not. He like comes out and he's like, I, he, you know, he wants to ask if he can go on with you, but he's not quite ready or he, he does. He's not. He's also super intimidated by Maris, we'll say. Uh-huh. And he, the tension between the group, despite everyone acting fairly at ease, he can still feel it, so he's not quite ready to ask you if he can come on with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... Shit. I'm just realizing that I figured that El Aguasol was, like, camped at, like, in a town. That it wasn't, like, exclusively, like, their camp, and that's where we would be dropping, um... Bow off. Mm-hmm. But if they're just a camp, why are we bringing her with us? Mm-hmm. That's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. What do you want to do? Yeah, so that's what that's what Mara sees in there, and she's she's thinking about what's 
what's coming ahead. She looks at Fads and she looks at Bo and she she asks, which one of you thinks you might be ready for a fight? They, uh, <laughs> they're kind of not sure what to do. This You guys are like down in the, at, like standing kind of in front of the car. Fads is standing on the porch, uh, the building, kind of leaning like he wants to move forward and mm-hmm. Bo is halfway down the stairs and she kind of, she looks at you and then looks up at him and kind of gives you a, yeah, like him, huh? Right? And she like raises her hand. She's like, I'll fucking kill a bitch. Okay, so Maris is like, I don't know how to explain this fully to you, kind of looking at this teenager, mm-hmm. or you, briefly, but, uh... I'm not sure if I failed to mention that Buggy was headed in the direction of Al's oh, camp. Uh, of the camp that you're headed to. Uh, you and I kind of guessed. Okay. Um, okay. I was, so Bo's, I was worried that they were coming coming there, that they were the... Uh, they slowed like they saw you, but mm-hmm, kept going. Yeah. And they... So, they so Bo's like... They weren't still looking for fads. They weren't the, the group that had... Um, yeah. Bo, she kind of like puts her hands out. This motherfucker's running away from a fight. I'll go anywhere you need. That's why this asshole's here, remember? And he, he's still... Yeah. He's still and like so, hung up. Like, he's, you know, he's like, I don't really want to fucking do that. But this shit's fucking crazy here. You know, he's he's back and forth on it because he knows going to the camp would be fine. Yeah. But so Fads is kind of like, what are you talking about? I thought you... Yeah, so Maris is like... We're not exactly headed anywhere where we can just drop either one of you fucking off. So we're headed to a fight. So you're either in it with us or you, you'd you best stay here and see where, where that takes you. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, get, giving them the option. You know, Bo, you don't have to come with us because if you're just looking to leave, find another home somewhere. Like, we're not dropping you off at, like, a village where you can make yourself a new fucking life. You might die mm-hmm. if you come with us. Um, and Fads, basically, like, same thing. You're, you dropped out of the fucking sky. You're also looking for a place to be. This is as good a place to be as any, and we're not taking you anywhere better. That's what she wants to convey to either one of them. If you want to come with us, so this is this is a good option, too. So... At the same time, they both move forward, mm-hmm. and Bo walks down the steps. She walks right past Maris towards the car, and she looks at you and throws you half a pickle and keeps walking. Do you catch the pickle? Yeah. Fads starts to come down the steps and looks up, looks off to the distance, and he's, like, racked with it, and he just sits down. All right. So... And kind of, like, just sits down, hands on his knees. Fuck! And Doggy Daddy comes outside and sits down next to him and puts a hand on his shoulder. And he's like, it's all right, man. It's like, it's, it's all right. It's all right, man. I get it. I've been there. You don't want to go where they're going, man. Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, is Bo getting in the car? She's just walking She's getting somewhere. in the car. She's oh, in the car. Okay. Because okay. we had stopped at that rock and there was that mm-hmm. house or something, mm-hmm. like barn-ish place. Okay. So she's getting in the car and Fats, Fats is cool. Mm-hmm. Cool out here. Okay. All right. So who's cars, driving? Car settled. Um, cool. who's gonna drive? She hasn't been too busy. Nah, she hasn't yeah. had much to do. She's been getting a tan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's been relaxing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, Kai dragged her into this shit kind of with less with, yeah, with less incentive than for you. So she's like, <laughs> she's like, she, and she's fucking bored out of her her fucking mind. So she's mm-hmm. like, she's not I think, getting any I think like Kai, psychic insight or yeah, anything. No, I think Kai was getting in the car and she was like, Nuh-uh. just put her hand on his chest and took the keys out of his hand. And was like, and got in to drive. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. yeah, she's itching to do something even if it's just driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the engine fires up. You flick the lights on on a switch on the dash and you head out and start driving and big elvis uh 
disappears into the background and you're kind of just driving across a relatively flat, dark area. And I'm hoping we have a compass or something. Yeah, there's, there's like a compass m- mounted by, on the like, dash. Kinda. Yeah, and you, you, ha- you do have a map. Yeah, it. but it's dark. Yeah. That's all. I'm, That's like, true. You know. Yeah, but you're, you're doing, you're fine. Um, but what happens is that you hear the squelch of a CB radio. And you hear like a... So who's sitting in the front with New? Kai. So he like hears it and looks around and remember it's this big padded purple velour thing and he's mm-hmm. like kind of like touching it what and like just like feeling at the dash yeah like because like, fe- like, like, you can hear this like you know and, and another, Maris uh, is like glove compartment yeah so he's like touching that and there's there's none he's like touching and like reaches down under it you you see him like oh and he like grabs a handset for a CB radio pushes the button he's like come back over. And through the CB radio, you hear Doggy Daddy. Mm. And he says, Hey, Roger there, Breaker One Niner man. Like I promised, this one's uh, for you, Maris. We are helpless to the ardor of love. You are a criminal. Be prepared to act like one. Burma shave. And then it goes dead. I mean, I'm scratching my head, so that's uh, that's what Maris is doing. Not quite understanding what uh, what that's... And Kai is holding the the CB, and it's just he goes to like say try something. To go back and like, uh, what, what what's that? Now? Yeah, he's like about to, but then he just kind of like looks at it and just like hangs it back up under the dashboard. And as he does that, a note falls to the floor, mm. and he picks it up, and it says, "Please don't fuck up the radio, Merkin." <laughs> and you drive off into the night. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Wicked Way Comes. We've been Jill Sherman and Matthew Sahaki. DJ Cash File was played by Timothy Bronner. Our theme song was written by Garrett DeVoe and Francesca Caruso. Apocalypse World was designed and created by Vincent and McGay Baker. Please consider donating to Rain at rainwith2ends.org. Please review on iTunes, Spotify, give up your right to privacy with Google and Stitcher, they seem fine, right? Hashtag, we sold our soul for rock and roll. This Wicked Way Comes is supported by KFAI.org, Community Radio, 90.3 Minneapolis, 106.7 St. Paul. Episodes are released every other Monday at KFAI.org. Make us weep tears of ecstasy on Twitter at This Wicked Way. Send dirty poems, pictures of your mom from the 70s, and carburetor parts to Medusa at ThisWickedWayComes.com. If you identify as female and are prone to jam out with your clam out, or rock that girl cock like it's your job, send us some tunes. Don't touch the fucking thermostat while I'm at work, you little brats. And like my mom always told me, I will always love you, but sometimes I sure don't like you. I, however, love you forever. Unless you're a pedo, then I'm coming for you, motherfucker. Hold on to the pain. Call your mom's friends, your aunts, uncles, and extended family, and share this little ditty, Fuck the NRA, by The Coat Hangers. Support them at thecoathangers.com.